Hey friends, this is Andy Storch, and I'm excited to announce that we are bringing the Talent Development Think Tank Conference back on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. Yes, you might remember we hosted this conference for the first time in January 2020, and it was a huge hit with everyone telling us it was the best conference they ever attended. And of course, we were looking forward to running it again in 2021 until the pandemic hit. That's when I launched the Talent Development Think Tank membership community, and that's been going strong since May of 2020. But I know how valuable it is to get people together in person, and that's why we are excited to be bringing the conference back again on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. I'm committed to making this a highly engaging and interactive event where you can connect, learn, and grow together with other talent development professionals. This is going to be the best event out there in talent development, and I would love to see you there. If you want to find more information and get your tickets today, the website is tdtt.us conference. That's tdtt.us slash conference. I hope to see you there. Welcome to the Talent Development Hot Seat with your host, Andy Storch. The show is dedicated to helping you develop the most important part of your organization, the people. If you are in HR or talent development, or you just want to learn how to get the best out of your people, then you are in the right place. Each week, Andy shares interviews with talent development professionals, thought leaders, and experts to share best practices, learn about the latest trends, and find out what has been successful in the world of talent development. This podcast is designed to give you what you need to be successful in the world of talent development. Now, here's your host, Andy Storch. Welcome to the Talent Development Hot Seat. I am your host, Andy Storch, and I'm excited that you're joining me for another great episode and conversation to help you take your game to the next level in talent development. And that is what we're all about, constant and continuous learning, growth, and improvement. It's what I'm all about in my own life, what I am striving to do to help all of you grow in your careers in talent development, and certainly what I help support my community do in the Talent Development Think Tank community that I run, which is a thriving community over 100 talent development professionals who are meeting on a regular basis to support each other in their careers and the work that we're doing in talent development. If you're not a member, we'd love for you to come check it out. Website is tdtt.us, as in Talent Development Think Tank, tdtt.us. All the information is on there, and you can book a call with me if you have questions and want more information. Now, on to today's interview and conversation, which is all about how to retain talent during the great resignation with Jennifer Dulski, who is the CEO and founder of Rising Team, a SaaS company that has leaders develop more connected and successful teams by equipping them with tools to run plug-and-play team-building workshops on key leadership concepts. Dulski has been leading teams for more than 20 years as an executive at both big tech startups and scaling startups, including Facebook, Google, Yahoo, and Change.org. Her lifelong passion is centered around empowering people to reach their full potential. And we talk all about how do you help people in their teams and really rise in their teams in this episode. In addition to her role at Rising Team, Jennifer currently teaches management at Stanford Graduate School of Business, serves on several boards, and writes about leadership and the future of work as a LinkedIn influencer. Dulski's first book, Purposeful, about how each of us can be movement starters, is a Wall Street Journal bestseller. And I can tell you this interview is a great conversation all about, we talk a little bit about her career, uh, we really dig into 
how to develop high-performing teams, what people really want, what motivates them, and especially how can we retain and engage our best talent during these crazy times that we're working in, this great resignation, great reset, whatever you want to call it, more people are changing jobs than ever before, more opportunities are out there than ever before, and companies really need to step it up and make sure they're showing appreciation and giving opportunities to people that work there, or they're going to go somewhere else, right? And so this interview is all about giving you ideas that you can use to go create high-performing teams, to better develop your leaders, and especially to retain and engage your top talent. I hope you enjoy. All right, I'm joined now by Jennifer Dulski, who is CEO and founder of Rising Team, a SaaS company that helps leaders develop more connected and successful teams by equipping them with tools to run plug-and-play team-building workshops on key leadership concepts. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Glad to be here. Great to have you. We were connected by our mutual friend, Christine DiDonato, who has been on the show a couple times on both of the virtual summits I've hosted and just be a good friend over the years. So any connection from hers, I know is going to be a great guest and someone I definitely want to talk to. And I'm really excited to jump into this topic of the great resignation and kind of what you're seeing and how companies can work on retaining talent, because that's like one of the number one things I'm hearing about all the time from people I work with. But first, I'll just start with a little bit of background, you know, how you got into doing what you are doing today, because you don't come from a traditional talent or organizational development background, right? You have worked in product management, product development at Facebook and, and others. So tell me more about your career. Yeah. So I've had a 20 plus year career in tech. I have let, had big leadership roles at three of the big tech companies, Facebook, Google, and Yahoo. I've also helped to run change.org for almost five years. So I've worked at nonprofits, big corps, at big corporations. And for me, the through line has always been teams. You know, I've seen that companies are successful when teams are successful. I've been passionate about teams since my early days actually coxing crew teams in high school and college. So I've, I'm just on a mission to help every team on earth be happier and more successful. And there were tools I wish I had had as a leader of teams growing up in my career. And that's essentially what we're building now at Rising Team. Ah, uh, it's so interesting. And that's one of the like most, I don't know, challenging topics for a lot of companies. How do we get our teams working effectively, you know, whether you're working in person or virtually, you know, you're going to be working in most careers, working with other people, working on teams, right? I sometimes I feel like when you look at the most successful tech companies like Facebook and Google and some others, Amazon, one of the things that sets them apart is they've found a way to develop really highly effective teams to build out great products and like keep iterating and moving forward. And you've spent time in some of those companies. I'm curious, like, what are some things that you noticed that teams did really well, say at Facebook or anywhere else you've worked? Well, I'd say, you know, the first thing is it starts with hiring passionate, talented mm. people and then giving them the runway to do what they do best. And there's a lot of research and data out there about what drives high performing teams. We know what those things are, right? They are a foundation of psychological safety. They are empowering people to work on their talents and strengths every day. They are making people feel appreciated for the great work they do, giving them clear expectations, et cetera. And so a lot of this is just taking what we know and empowering teams to use it. And essentially that's 
what we've done at Rising Team is take this content and put it into kits for managers so that they have team development in a box around those concepts. It's not rocket science what the, what the concepts are. The thing that's hard is teaching people how to use those concepts every day and bring them to life with their teams. Yeah, I, I can see that. So a lot of it starts with who are you? Are you hiring the right people? Do you have the right expectations when people come in on both sides for what you, you are supposed to be doing? How much stock do you put into this idea of you know personality assessments and like looking at the different styles, learning and work styles of different people on a team and seeing if they mesh together as much as they're going to bounce against each other? Like how, how important do you see those things? I do see those things as really important. At, at a base level, you at least want to understand those things about each other, right? The more you know about the way each person likes to work, the unique things that, that light them up, that they love to do, you know, how they want to be appreciated, the better you can work together. And that's actually a lot of what we've built is exercises to help people understand those things about each other and easily have access to that information. So even something as basic as, you know, take, you know, how you like to communicate. You know, we asked this question in our user manual about, do you like to communicate through messaging, email, in-person, video, et cetera? That one basic question when I asked my team, turns out only one person on my team actually even likes email. So I almost never use email anymore. I just don't don't need to because they don't want it and there's other ways to communicate. And I had two people who love video and a few people who hate video. So we moved a couple of our one-on-ones to phone calls. And you know, small changes like that can make big changes in how happy people are at work, how mm. engaged and productive they are. So if you take that small example and magnify it by all the things that make us unique, the more you know, the better. Yeah. So you're having one-on-one conversations with team members and maybe you just default to video, Zoom, whatever, because that's the way you like to do things. But just asking them, how do you like to communicate? How do you feel about video? Do you think we need to? And, and maybe just a regular phone call could be more effective. That's right. And actually, this this is in Rising Team, we do this as a team. That's what these team sessions are about. And you know, a lot of this I started doing decades ago with my teams because I, I found out by accident some of these things. Like I had a woman on my team once who came to me and said, you know, if I ever do a good job at something, just pay me more money. Hmm. Give me a spot bonus or something because I don't care about any of this public recognition and so forth. I don't need your yeah. praise. Just pay me. I know. Yeah. And I was so caught off guard by that. I just thought, oh my God, I can't believe she just said that to me. But then I thought about it, you know, for a few days and I thought if she didn't tell me, I would never know. And I would just continue to reward her in the way that matters to me. And so I started giving my whole team this sort of empty pie chart that I would ask them to fill in with all the things that mattered to them and weight those factors on a, you know, out of a hundred percent and then color code them red, yellow, green. And all of a sudden I had this map of the things that were unique that each person cared about and how happy they were on those factors at any given time. And it made it so much easier to make sure each person was motivated at work. And Mm. now we've built that as one of the kits in the rising team. Uh, I like that. And it's funny because you usually hear about the opposite of companies that just want to roar with money, not realizing that some people just want like appreciation or praise, right? They want to know that they're valued. Like a pizza party would suffice. You know, the old, that was the kind of the old cliche, like just give them a pizza party. But some people are like, 
no, no, keep your pizza party. Keep your parade. <laughs> I just like, like the just guitar. Me. Right. I just want a nicer vacation. That's, that's yeah. what I want. It's true. I will say for the most part, you're right that the, the old adage is true. Compensation and cash tend to be sort of the bottom of the Maslow's hierarchy. You know, once people feel like they're paid what they're worth, they generally yeah. want other ways of being recognized. But sometimes that's not true. And asking each person is the only way to know it. Yeah. And I mean, I've had, I've looked into this and I remember one of my guests who will be from a virtual summit ran recently, Julie Winkle Giulioni, who has a book coming out called Promotions Are So Yesterday, did the research on this and found the number one thing people care about is contribution. They want to know that they're making a contribution. They want to know that they're valued and appreciated above everything else on average across the board. Obviously every individual is different. So I think it kind of starts with that, but you're going further and asking the question, what would make these people feel appreciated? What is their style of working? How do they like to work? How do they like to receive recognition? What days do they want off? You know, when do they want to work? Like just starting by asking questions from people when they start working can go a long way to creating a much better working relationship. That's right. And here's, here's a good example of that. If you take appreciation, you can start with the premise that everybody wants to be appreciated. That is certainly true. But the ways they want to be appreciated and what for really vary. So we have an exercise in this kit around cultivating appreciation. And one question we ask is, for what do you want to be appreciated? And a good example is my effort. There are some people who love to be appreciated for their effort. How much, how hard did they try and how hard did they work on something? And there are other people who actually really dislike being appreciated for their effort. To them, it doesn't matter at all how hard they worked on something. They only want to be appreciated if they drove results or impact. Hmm. And understanding those little nuances really makes a difference in how successful you are at making people feel valued. Hmm. That is like... I don't know, making me think of all different things, especially like I'm thinking about the book Mindset by Dr. Carol Dweck and the whole idea of like effort versus results. We won't go down that rabbit hole, but I wanted to talk about the McKinsey report on the great resignation. And this is something that we're hearing a lot about the great resignation, the great reset, whatever you want to call it. I'm seeing it out there. You know, a lot of people are moving around looking for different opportunities. Companies are having trouble holding on to their best talent. So what are the core issues that you're seeing there that we really need to be thinking about, especially from an organizational standpoint? Yeah. So this McKinsey report that came out in September of 21 about the great resignation was really eye-opening for me because what they showed is that the primary reason that people are leaving their jobs is because employers are often underestimating the things that employees really care about. And they did a sort of two by two box where they looked at the things that employers think are really important and the things that employees believe are really important. And there were a set of items that are really important to employees that employers were just overlooking. And those things are feeling valued by my organization and my manager, feeling a sense of belonging, having trust and care with my teammates, and clear potential for advancement. And so there are a set of things that everybody knows are important, right? We know that fair compensation and good benefits and flexibility and work-life balance and all those things have been important and will continue to be. But the things that people are missing, especially in this world where we are remote and hybrid for the most part, are this sense of value, belonging, care, and trust. And that's 
part of why we're building the product we're building is because people are really lacking that sense of connection and trust building with their colleagues, their managers, and their companies. Yeah, I, I can see that for sure. And as I've been speaking with clients and people in our, our membership community, the talent development think tank community and other places, I'm hearing this, like the number one thing that comes back on engagement surveys is we want more career development. We want more development opportunities. I want to know what's possible, where I can go in my career. And I've been talking about this on this podcast for, I don't know, years now. You look at the younger generations who are, I suppose, getting older. The number one thing people want is they want growth. They want to know what's possible, that there is a like a clear path for them to do something, to learn, to grow, to develop in their careers. And it's not just going to be some stagnant position. And then you, I heard you mention trust in there as well, which I think kind of goes in hand in hand with that. Like, do I trust this organization to take care of me where I feel like I'm going to be able to grow and advance in my career? Or is this just a job? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, if you look at traditional talent development, most of it's been focused on the leaders, right? So often things like executive coaching or, you know, deep training programs, not only are they focused on leaders, but they're focused on leaders at the upper echelons mm -hmm. of companies, you know, sort of VPs and above, or maybe directors and above. So the more junior people are in a company, the, the less, the fewer opportunities they have for development. And then even if, if companies are spreading it across the layers of leadership, it almost never extends to the teams themselves. This was the challenge I had as a leader, you know, learning to be a leader in my career. I had the benefit of being able to, to have coaches and go to trainings, but then I would come back to my team. And I, I sometimes make this analogy that it was like being taught how to fish, but then being dropped off at the lake with no fishing pole, because I felt like, okay, now what do I do to bring the concepts I learned to life with my team? And the teams themselves are not being developed at the rate that we need them to. And so that's why we built Rising Team the way we did is because the idea is you teach the leader a concept and then you help them actively bring it, <clears throat> bring it to life with their team through the software. So you, know, you get this full team building activity that helps each team member learn the leadership concept, not just the leader themselves but you give the leader a chance to practice it. You know, it's not just learn it, but practice doing it with your team. And that's the kind of thing that can help everybody on the team feel like there's opportunity for growth. Um, without that, yeah, people are just leaving. And, you know, funny story there, I was, um, I was actually on my first work trip in a long time um, in the fall and I was in New York and a few nights I went out to dinner and I could hear the people next to me you know, tables were, were close and I could hear them talking about leaving their jobs, like multiple nights in a row, the conversation, dinner conversation at the table next to me was people talking about why they wanted to leave their jobs. So we both have the data and the kind of anecdotal examples. We see it all the really time. really out right? there, right? Yeah. I, I think even, uh, I'm going to dig into the latest report from like the U.S., you know, Department of Labor, but I, it's like more people changing jobs in his, than like any time in history right now. And yeah. so that means if those number of people are changing jobs, a lot of other people are thinking about it. So if you have a company with a lot of employees, you want to keep your best talents. You've got to find ways to do that. So we talked about opportunities for them to grow. You also mentioned leadership in there. And a lot of times companies go to leadership. We want to make sure that our employees have opportunities to grow. But at the same time, we've also heard the old adage, people join companies and leave 
managers, right? Managers. Many times, like the, the number one reason why people leave for the most part is, is bad leadership, right? They don't get along with their manager. So how, how do we address that to make sure that, you know, the leaders are on board with everything we're doing to try to give people opportunities so that they, they want to hang around? Yeah, it is absolutely true. So not only do we know that people leave managers, not companies, but the data, if you look at the reports from Gallup, they say that 70% of employee engagement, the, of the variance in employee engagement can be explained by the quality of individual managers. So it's really about the manager. And yet, if you ask managers if they feel equipped for their job or if they wish they had more training, almost 90% of managers will say, I, I would like more training to mm. be better at this part of my job. And I think the way that we address that is that we create opportunities for managers to learn in a way that are more affordable to them. And as I mentioned, you know, traditionally it's been so expensive that it hasn't been available to managers at all levels. Mm -hmm. And now there are increasingly opportunities. So, you know, there are companies that offer virtual executive coaching. There's lots of online, you know, training opportunities for managers now. And then there's uh, rising team, which essentially turns every manager into an expert facilitator by giving them these team building sessions to run with their team. So between those kinds of options, I think there are now a lot of choices and it's really important for companies to, to do something to make sure they're empowering their managers. Otherwise, not only will the managers themselves leave, but their teams will leave too. For over three years now, the Talent Development Hot Seat Podcast has been proudly sponsored by Advantage Performance Group, Advantage Performance Group provides creative learning and consulting solutions that equip individuals, teams, and organizations to be the best at what they do. Advantage helps leaders lead, sellers sell, and businesses flourish, and you to be more successful at your job. The Advantage website has great free resources, including this podcast and an amazing webinar series that include topics such as innovation, future storming, inclusion, sales, leadership, and so much more. To get access to all of our free resources, as well as overviews of the solutions that Advantage offers, just head on over to AdvantagePerformance.com. That's AdvantagePerformance.com. Yeah, and you know, the, I've said this many times here before as well. I've had this conversation with many people in talent development. The number one challenge in the talent development world is people doing a great job at the as an individual contributor and being promoted to manager with no experience uh, being a manager and, and usually no training as well. And then being told like, hey, you did a great job as a software yeah. engineer. Now go manage software engineers, which is a very different thing. So we want to make sure that we're giving people resources and training and coaching to help them do better at their job and also convey the importance of being a great manager, being a great leader and helping your people own their careers and develop in their careers and, and realizing, and this is a hard one I've seen for a lot of managers, but helping people, managers realize that if you help your employees grow in their careers, that will benefit you as well. It doesn't take anything away from you. It actually helps you, but it's hard for leaders to see sometimes. Yeah, it's true. I mean, the other thing is, as I said, it's kind of like the teach to fish, but no fishing pole. It's one mm. thing you can say it all day long. You can say to, to brand new managers or experienced managers, you need to coach and support your team. You need to help them grow. You need to, you know, you need to a mm. million things, but telling them they should and helping them actually do it are two really different things. So a good example um, here is if you think about career growth, 
okay, I know that I want the people on my team to see options for career growth. But if I'm not exactly sure how to do that, then it's not clear. I, I basically have people coming to me all the time. Why am I not being promoted? How do I get to the next level? And sometimes that's not clear. And so what an example of, of something we've built at Rising Team is one of our kits is called Explore Career Horizons. And we have this exercise where people actually envision their much longer career goals mm -hmm. and then map out the skills that are required to reach those longer term paths and then think about near-term projects that help them achieve the skills they need for the longer term goals. And so everybody comes out of that exercise with like a long-term vision and at least one or two near-term skills they can do, which then makes it much easier for the manager who can say, okay, we're gonna give you project X to work on skill Y. And all of a sudden it just takes the burden off the manager of saying, oh my God, I have to plan out this person's whole career to just, okay, let me give them a project or two that they know are pointed in the right direction. And it takes all the pressure off, but it's, it's the act of giving the manager that tool that makes it easier. Without a tool to do it, these things are really, really hard. So we've been talking about the great resignation and a lot of people working remotely, virtually, um, people moving around, companies looking to retain their employees. Is there anything else you would add based on the, the research you've done and the work you've been doing to the companies need to be thinking about to make sure they're doing to retain and really engage their top employees? Well, I think, you know, there's two factors going on that are compounding each other. One is the great resignation, which has to do with just, as we talked about, people wanting to feel valued and see growth opportunities and have the right amount of, of flexibility and so forth. And the other is the shift to remote work. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we went from a place where almost nobody worked remotely and it was sort of this, you know, novelty for companies to be distributed to a world where by the end of last year, 51% of all knowledge workers were remote. And that is, has really upended the world of work. And so my view is that for companies to be successful here, A, they are going to need to offer some version of remote or hybrid work because employees will expect it. And if you, and to get talent, you'll need to do it. And so if you assume that's happening, then you have to assume how do I engage and connect my remote workforce? And there's lots of angles to do this. Um, but the way that we think about it is, you know, there's really currently only three modes of remote work. You are, you know, sitting alone in your home or wherever, and you're maybe on some messaging service, Slack or Teams or something, and you're yeah. just alone. The second is you are in some kind of meeting, but usually work-based meeting. And there's lots of tools for in increasing like communication and productivity, but those are very logistics-based. And then there is this third mode, which is an attempt at remote team building, which I think has been pretty poor. You know, if people like have to do another Zoom happy hour or like cooking virtually together, <laughs> I think they will just go crazy. And so that's part of the reason why we've tried to create this fourth mode, which is meaningful team development experience, yeah. right? They people want to be connected deeply to each other, they're going to have to do it virtually. 
but how can you do it in a way where they're learning and growing and building trust rather than just try, you know, feeling like they're wasting time trying to socialize virtually. And then the last thing I would say is to the degree that we can and we're not in the zone we are now where it's hard to travel again, but I think finding ways to gather people periodically in person will still matter and still be really important even in a oh, yeah. remote work world. Yeah. hundred percent. I think people are, are craving that, you know, some, yeah. everybody's in a different place, you know, a different level of comfort, but yeah. people crave that real connection. And, and you can see it even with our awareness that we can get almost anything done virtually, you know, risks out there perceived and real risks out there of traveling you would think everybody would just stay at home. And yet you look around, you know, as you and I recorded this in the first quarter of 2022, lots of people are flying, lots of people are going to conferences and meetings. I'm hosting a small community gathering for our talent development think tank community here in mid-January, which will be over by the time this episode airs. But we've got a, a good group of people coming from all over the country who are excited to get together and, and meet in person. And I'm excited to be facilitating that. You know, it's a smaller group and, and we'll get bigger groups together in the future. But I, I can tell, like people want it. I want it, you want yeah, it. Yeah, right? they want like, it. People crave it. And so we will still have to do that. And then I yeah. think they'll, perhaps there'll be more and more of that over time. And there are ways to also create that, that sense of trust and yeah. deeper team building, even virtually, if you facilitate it in the right way. Right. Yeah. Which is key. It's got to be facilitated in the right way, which yeah. is where you come in, whether it's virtually or in person. Yeah. You know, exactly. I've been facilitating workshops for over 10 years and you can, you've seen the good and the bad. And it, it is yeah. really important to have that, especially virtually things can get really boring and people can tune out really quickly. So it's got to be done. The right way. That's true. And actually, that's one of the reasons why we, you know, our software does things like integrate actual activities and, you know, aggregate data in real time and so forth. Because, yeah, if everybody's just like writing in a notebook and talking to each other and watching video, it does get boring really quickly. Yeah, no kidding. So, Jennifer, speaking of your software, if people are interested in maybe finding out more about that and working with you, where's the best place for them to go? risingteam.com. You can um, sign up for a, a walkthrough. I'd love to meet anybody and walk you through a demo of the product and learn about all the folks listening and their businesses and their needs. We also have a free trial of the product for anyone who wants to try it. You can get first month free. All right. Risingteam.com free trial available. Cool. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It's been a pleasure talking with you today and some great valuable tips that have come out of this as far as managing the great res resignation and, and how we can keep, retain, engage our top talent. So thank you again for being here. Thanks so much. Great to meet you, Andy. All right. That will do it for my interview with Jennifer Dulski, all about retaining, engaging top talent during the great resignation and about how to level up with your teams and how you can help your teams rise. If you want to get in touch with Jennifer and check out her product, again, the website is risingteam.com. You can also connect with Jennifer on LinkedIn. And of course, make sure you connect and follow me on LinkedIn, where I'm sharing content on a regular basis in addition to this podcast. And of course, if you want more, if you're not a member of a community that is helping you in talent development, you want to connect with me and others in talent development, come check out the Talent Development Think Tank community. It's the community that I started back in the summer of 2020 after the pandemic hit as a way to help people in talent development in my network continue to connect and learn and share and grow with each other when I knew we wouldn't be going to conferences anymore. And it's just continued to grow and thrive since then. We have over 100 
fantastic members in that community. We recently hosted an in-person retreat back in January in Orlando, and we have more great things planned for the future. So come check us out. All the information is on our website, tdtt.us, as in Talent Development Think Tank, tdtt.us. Our podcast is also sponsored by Advantage Performance Group. Advantage is a professional services firm dedicated to providing a continuous stream of creative learning and consulting solutions that equip individuals, teams, and organizations to be the best at what they do. Advantage helps organizations develop great people, and you can find out more about all the great solutions, including a lot of great free resources by going to the Advantage website, advantageperformance.com. That's advantageperformance.com. Everything is on there. You can click on free resources. You can click on solutions. You can even click on our podcast page is on there as well. So thank you again for listening. I appreciate you and I will see you next time. Thanks again for listening to the Talent Development Hot Seat. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to leave us a rating and review on iTunes to help other people find the show. And as always, you can find all of our episodes and tons of free resources on our website, talentdevelopmenthotseat.com. Thank you again. Take care.